and welcome to Raven Conversations, the show where we bring you the news and information around the Washington National Guard. I'm Sarah Morris, and on today's episode, Joe and I sit down with the Washington Air Guard Education and Retention Office, Master Sergeant Sarah Swan, Master Sergeant Jessica Evans, Master Sergeant Jonathan Rivera, and Tech Sergeant Roman Watson. During our conversation, we talk about joining the Washington Air National Guard, the new Beta Federal Tuition Assistance Program, and the newly available Washington State Grant for all members of the Washington National Guard. There will be links and phone numbers in the show notes for further information. Enjoy! Bigfoot country is earthquake country. If an earthquake were to happen right now, what would you do? When you feel the ground shaking, drop, cover, and hold on. Do not run or you may be injured by things falling. Remember, if you are near the ocean, the ground shaking is your warning that a tsunami may be coming. After the shaking stops, move to high ground and stay there. Make sure to listen to local emergency officials. Have enough supplies to be self-sufficient for two weeks after a disaster. For more information about earthquakes in Washington, visit mill.wa.gov slash preparedness. Be sure to follow us on social media. Stay up to date on all the cool events, stories, photos, and videos happening around the Washington National Guard. If you have a question, have a comment, or just want to say hi, send us a DM, PM, tweet at us, whatever, and we'll answer you. We also love to share and collaborate. Send us the photos or videos you take at Drill or AT, and we'll tag you. Are you an active Instagrammer? Well, you might be a perfect candidate to take over our account. Send us a message, and we'll set something up. To find us, do a search for WA National Guard. That's W-A National Guard, and look for the blue check mark. Okay, good morning. Uh, I guess it's afternoon now. Whatever, it's always good morning to me. We are with the Washington Air National Guard recruiting and education team. Is that pretty accurate? Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, Joe is also here. Hey, what's going on? We're sharing a microphone, so it's super awesome. Um, And they're going to introduce themselves because there are too many people for me to remember all of the names, unfortunately. I'm Master Sergeant Sarah Swan. I work in education during the week. I got a two-year tour running the Federal Tuition Assistance Program. Usually, I'm the law office superintendent, so I'm doing both. But you know how the guard is, so. I'm Master Sergeant Jessica Evans. I work in the Force Development Office of the 194th Wing. I've been in my current position for about six years in the Washington Air National Guard for 16 years. I'm Master Sergeant Jonathan Rivera. I'm the 194th Wing Retention Office Manager, um, helping out with bonuses, um, job counseling. Uh, been in the Guard for about uh, 10 years, and it's been all here in Washington State. Awesome. My name is Technical Sergeant Watson. I am a recruiter for the Washington National Guard. Um, I've been on the part of the recruiting team here for two years. Uh, Prior to that, I was active duty, and um, I've enjoyed my time in the Guard since. It's been fantastic, so. Awesome. So we're going to start off with how does somebody join the Washington Air National Guard? 
So the first thing someone has to do to, to be able to join the Air National Guard is um, we got to get them qualified for service. So a lot of folks have interest um, into joining, and the biggest hurdle they'll come to is these qualifications. It's going to be their ASVAB test. That lets us know what jobs you're qualified for within the Guard. And then after that, it's also the medical qualifications, which is the biggest piece there. Um, those two things is going to uh, determine your eligibility for service into the Washington Air Guard. Not only that, obviously, there's going to be age, correct? Ages, yeah. yeah age, yep. Age so, uh, 17 to age, 39. Age is more than just a number. It's more, just more <laughs> than just a number. Than a number, <laughs> yep. Um, and we're actually very um, and super busy as long as uh, we're uh, picking up the phone. Um, we're getting plenty of that because we have high school graduates, 2020, you know, that's calling. And um, they could start um, as early as their senior year in high school. Yeah. Yep. Uh, during their senior year, they're able to enlist in the National Guard. They obviously can't go to basic training right. or anything like that until they graduate. But, um, but yeah, they can absolutely start that early. Oh, is that the same as the split ops uh, that I know that they do on the Army side where they get in and they maybe do basic training the summer before their senior year and then they do the AIT after? Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Unfortunately, yeah, we don't have that program right. um, with us. So essentially, if someone is a junior in high school, because right. sometimes you become 17 as a junior yeah. in high school, unfortunately, they will not be able to enlist quite yet with us until they hit their senior year. Then they can enlist at that time. Okay. I think one of the biggest things, though, with a, a high school junior is to start looking at taking the ASVAB at school, talking to their counselor, and yeah. that could kind of give them, the you know, uh, a score to see, hey, are you cut off for the Air Force or are they um, needed to retake the test so that way they are eligible. Um, however, we do have a student flight program here um, with the Washington Air Guard and Nationwide, which is basically kind of like a split option. You can yeah. join your senior year and um, while you wait, you're getting a ton of great benefits. You get a CAT card or your ID card getting you into um, all military bases and amenities, such as the gym, shopping on base for tax-free, yeah. uh, those type of things. And you're also getting a part-time paycheck while, we w while you wait for basic training. Isn't that right? That's not a bad gig. Yeah, that's right. So let's say I'm like a 17 or 18-year-old kid, and mm. I'm like, hey, I really want to be a cyber guy. Like, okay. I want to do something in cyber. What is it they need to do? What are the minimum criteria they need to meet for you guys to even consider that? Uh, well, someone comes in, minimum criteria is they got to be, as, again, as of qualified, medically qualified. And then with that, there's also additional tests. It's called the cyber test. They take that up at the MEPS as well. Um, a lot of the cyber jobs has that kind of that goes with it. Some some do, some don't. Um, it just depends on which specific AFSC or job that they're um, looking into. Um, it just depends. Each job varies. So as of tests, like, for example, could be you have to score 66 on the ASVAB test, but then on the cyber test, you got to score 60 or higher. Um, it just depends on the job. What are some of the hot jobs you guys are seeing right now that kids are really interested in? Well, let's see. Or actually um, not even just kids, anybody in general at this point. So. Well, right now, um, targeting, we're looking for uh, 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 targeting folks, one and eight. That's kind of in the intel field a little bit. We're looking for those. Um, uh, also, in addition to that, obviously, cyber is a big function out here on the West Coast, on our side of the state. And um, that's obviously a big need that we have. That's our primary mission sets are those. So a lot of folks that are that way tend to uh, look for the guard in those jobs in that capacity. You got to keep in mind that we have a, a really big market on the outside civilian sector, you know, Boeing, Amazon, um, a ton of great cyber uh, jobs where they're coming in, getting the certifications that we pay for, 
alongside with the benefits and then in turn with the the many members that work there um, that's a good way of um, padding the resume a little bit and um, a lot of our jobs start with a three delta shred and they go from anywhere from client systems all the way to you know customer support those type of jobs Um, we have the opportunity of taking um, qualified members you know as long as they take their ASVAB their medical um, test to speak with our unit members just to kind of fit in with what jobs are available and if it's going to be, you know, right in tune to what they're looking for for their personal and career goals. Yeah. Uh, not only that, when folks join the service, they actually have um, a lot of folks that are obviously in the Guard, they have civilian jobs, right? And so a lot of the times they're already plugged into um, these agencies that they want to be a part of. So networking within those types of units are, is huge for someone to tap into. Do you guys uh, work with the folks that are coming off active duty? I ask because we do get a lot of questions in our office about Palace Front and Palace Chase. Yes. Um, can you explain what those are for somebody that, like that does not know? And then how does that work coming off active duty? Yes. Yeah, so Palace Front and Palace Chase, these are options that um, active duty Air Force members has to come over to the Guard straight from their service. So Palace Chase is early separation from their enlistment contract. Um, into the guard. What that does um, for them, what, they, what they'd be obligated to do is whatever time they had left over from their service, it would double that. So if they, let's say they did a four-year commitment um, when they came into active duty Air Force and they did two years of that and then they wanted to palace chase into the guard, they can, but what's going to happen is they have two years left of their active duty commitment. It's going to add additional two years after that um, to where a palace front applicant um, who comes uh, through active duty Air Force um, there is no service commitment after that because they've completed their commitment to the active duty. And so they come into the Air National Guard. They have the option of doing a uh, one-year to six-year commitment when they join, um, as long as they're staying within their AFSC. If they are cross-training into a uh, new job, then they have to do a minimum of three years of retainability. Do you get a lot of uh, guys who come off active duty that want to cross-train into a new job that maybe they weren't able to get into when they were in the service? Absolutely. Yep. In fact, um, my previous service as a I was an active duty recruiter as well. A lot of the times we can't give somebody their you know their number one job pick that right. they wanted to do coming in. And so a lot of times the best thing about the guard is that now they have the opportunity to get into a job that they really wanted to be in in the first place even. Um, and now we can get them that expertise and training, and then they can take their active duty benefit and capitalize on that. Again, we like to highlight we spend a lot of time with our applicants as soon as they're medically qualified to give them all the options that's available. So that way, um, you know, they're going to continue the military service, um, helps with retention as well, because they're going to love what they do and they're going to want to stay. And we just spoke to General Welsh this morning and we talked about the student flight and their option to volunteer to help with the COVID mission. And have you guys, uh, from my understanding, that just started your first group started to do that? That is correct. Yes, um, uh, we have uh, a number of um, airmen. Um, both on the DSG side on, and they're tapping into our AGR side. We actually have um, Sergeant Huey. He's one of our newer recruiters that came, came out and helped out with right control, that type of stuff. And it's great. I mean, alongside with that, um, our student flighters, a lot of the times these are young individuals that don't have jobs. And right now the market's highly difficult. They're either getting laid off or, you know, they just can't make any money. Um, this gives them the ability to come on orders and make some money, help out with supplementing the income that they did have. Right. Awesome. 
Um, so the main reason people join the service, or I wouldn't say the main, one of the main reasons people join the service is the education benefits. Is that what you guys also see in your offices? Absolutely. Uh, primarily, the function of the Guard is essentially to give individuals tools that they um, need to pursue their own goals and and what they're trying to what they're trying to accomplish we give them the ability to do that um so education is, is a huge piece of that of why they want to join alongside with that is just to serve locally in right. their community right just like the national guard um you know the air national guard is um gonna have a big foot um uh, print on you know helping out with um education um, experience again patting that resume right. can't, can't top that because I've seen a lot of individuals that came through our office that um, had nothing coming you know they didn't have any money they try to go to school try to do um, certain grants those type of things and they just tapped out um, we've allowed them to get certain certificates to to help them get a job and to prepare them a little bit better for their future and their and their family and I think General Tui used to say this, and it was always the best way of putting it is he would walk around on drill weekends and he would see Teslas and Mercedes mm -hmm. and BMWs in the parking lot. When yeah. they'd walk out, it would be those those E3s and E4s getting into them, and mm -hmm. he'd stop them and be like, well, what do you do on the civilian side? <laughs> well, I work at Microsoft. I work at Boeing. Right. I work at Amazon. Yeah. This is something they just enjoy doing because it padded that resume. It gave them some of the skills to get those jobs sure. that they wouldn't have had. Yep. And he's like, the greatest thing is when you watch an airman who's 22, 23, getting into a car that <laughs> he, now he's like, he was like, in my 50s, I couldn't afford. So yeah. it's right. one of those like things to think about. Yep. But let's be clear. That's just in the Air National Guard side. That's not the that's Army the National Guard. Guard. <laughs> Guys, don't do that same thing. <laughs> awesome. Well, since we're uh, talking about education, Sergeant Swan. Hello. Will you please enlighten us with all of the wonderful benefits that in Washington Air National Guardsmen could possibly use? I'd love to. I've got a couple programs to talk about today. One is the Washington National Guard Post-Secondary Education Grant, which used to be the Unconditional Scholarship, and I'll get into the differences between the two in a minute. And then the Federal Tuition Assistance Program, which is coming from NGB, we're one of 14 states and 24 wings doing that beta program. And that's brand new. Yes, ma'am. And is it similar to what the Army National Guard uh, tuition assistance has been? That I don't know. Okay. I know it will mirror military tuition assistance okay. and reserve tuition assistance on the Air Force side. But we haven't gotten written, haven't received written guidance yet because okay. it's a beta program. Right. And so what, what does that program entail? Like, what are the benefits? Oh, um, well, you can get up to a master's degree. Was there a, was there a dollar value set with that Indeed tuition there assistance? Is. The dollar value is $250 per semester hour, $166.66 per quarter hour and a $4,500 max cap yeah, so for the year. Same as the okay. Army. Same as the Army Guard. Okay. Receives. Then, yes, yep. indeed. Awesome. Well, I mean, it's about time. It is. It, it's been a while I, since uh, 
I use I've used tuition assistance. I know. Well, all you the know, this my has been program and even into my master's. This program, has been so. a, a thing that I've I've it's heard about benefit. for it the education benefit. benefits between the the army and the air have really been like the air needs the tuition assistance. The air needs the tuition assistance, and to finally have it and be in this beta program, I'm sure that that's just like a huge bonus for both the education for all the guards that are here, but also for the recruiting potential of being able to use those benefits. It's very cool. Yeah, actually, the one of the cool pieces that I love about the new benefit of the grant is the fact that folks can come right in without even going to basic training or tech school and start using right. those education benefits right away. That's huge. Like as soon as they have contract in hand. Absolutely, yeah. They can start using those benefits. Absolutely, it's awesome. So I don't think we've talked much about the grant no, at this point because it's brand new. It just uh, was established on July 1st. Um, Highlighting that, I mean, that's a yeah. state-level program that you can use na your national federal-level benefits as well as coupled with and coupled that, with okay. that state-level program um, to get you down to that 100% where you're paying zero out of pocket, right. which is fantastic. It does fill in the blanks. Okay. Um, it, they will take into account all the other funding you're getting from federal and state sources. So it's different from the scholarship in that it fills in the blanks as opposed to being the first thing. Right. There are actually a lot of differences between the grant and the scholarship, which no longer exists um, according to state law. I if we have a moment, I could get into some of those differences. Yeah, please. Well, please, tell us. We're here to learn. Okay. <laughs> well, one, one similarity is the scholarship and grant both follow the same state fiscal year, which is the 1st of July through 30 June. We are no longer using APAN for either. So if anybody has things they've uploaded to APAN for the scholarship, they may delete it because we're not looking there anymore. Uh, one, another big difference is the grant is managed by the Washington Student Achievement Council. So while you can come to your education office and ask us about it, it really does start at their website, um, the Washington Student Achievement Council. And if you search National Guard, it'll come right up in there. And they've got a fax page and everything else and, yeah. and a list of, of what they need from the member. Um, there's a memorandum type form when the Washington Student Achievement Council lets us know we have a member who's applied. We send this form to their commander and it just verifies that the member's in good standing. And then once we get that back, we let the Washington Student Achievement Council know that the member's in good standing and they can let the member know how much money they're gonna be awarded. Another big difference was the scholarship gave money regardless of other aid, which we just talked about. The grant, do grant does take into account any other state and federal aid, which includes a GI Bill. Um, if somebody wants to use their GI Bill with these, I would consider if they're gonna need it for later, you know, maybe beyond their military service or e even if for a master's degree. Because getting your associates or bachelors paid for is a little easier than getting your master's degree paid for. So I would be very tactical and, and strategic with how you use your GI Bill benefits. Of course, I'm not the expert of that. That would be our awesome recruiting and retention team. So. I'll, I'll use myself as an example. You can't, oh, sorry, just for the whole thing with the GI Bill too, is you can't delegate that benefit down, right? That's just for the service member. Like how in the GI Bill you can delegate your GI Bill down to a, a dependent, but for the grant 
you wouldn't be able to do that? That's correct. So okay. essentially, the uh, the one that is de- uh, delegated to um, dependents or family right. members, things like that, that's going to be the post-911 GI right. Bill. Um, that is, um, guard members can become eligible for that, um, but this grant is completely separate and is, right. it's not, uh, not that way. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure, because in... Texas, they have the Henson Hazelwood Act, and you can delegate your benefits, but it's a state, it's a state sort of scholarship grant situation, and mm-hmm. you can delegate that down to your dependents. So, gotcha. yeah. So, so as I was going to say, so let's let's use my college time as an example here. Um, I went to a I went to Central Washington University. I was already a member of the the National Guard. Now, let's say instead of the Army Guard, I joined the Air Guard. Currently, I would receive the pilot program, which is the federal tuition assistance, and also the uh, state grant. No. Uh, Are you an officer? Well, let's just say I'm enlisted. Let's okay. just say I'm a, I'm a basic listed kid at let's this point. Let's just pretend yes. he's. Let's pretend at this point I, I haven't been in the guard almost 18 years. And, Fair point. Uh, so let's just say I'm 20. I'm a 20 year old kid. Just got back from tech school. And I'm, I'm going to an in-state university. I can use the federal tuition assistance program as well as coupled with the state grant program. Yes, indeed, you can. So then, now let's say I've, I've served a few years, but I decide to, I've got a full-time job. I'm getting a master's degree. I didn't touch my GI Bill. I can use either the federal tuition assistance or my GI Bill for my master's degree, say I get that online, but not through a Washington State School, but I would not be eligible for the Washington Student Grant. The grant does only go up to bachelor's degrees. And I believe it's only for in-state, correct? And yeah, yeah, it has to be an in-state program. So. But I was considering if you can use federal TA with the Montgomery GI Bill, and I think you could only do that if you use the top-up option yeah i don't think you can use it with the montgomery but i think you can use it with your reserve gi bill so um i'm actually using my gi bill right now with federal tuition assistance as well and Um, is it the post 9-11 for me is the post 9-11 gi bill that i'm using okay um just because there are the uh federal benefits that right and you had active service so you get full benefit yes ma'am all right yeah, the rule the rules seem to change every it, once in a while. And it's hard. When I when I was in school, I was able to use uh, the GI Bill tuition assistance. I got a scholarship from ROTC. Um, so I mean, there was never even a worry. Like I think Central was paying me at the end of the day to go to school there. Um, the but the the rules seem to change so so much over the last fifteen years. Well, so. and every type of education benefit you have has some kind of restriction about whether or not it can couple with the other benefit yeah. and it just makes it kind of hard the thing i will say is if you have a question about your benefits you should talk to your education office yes you should come talk to your education office gi bill questions are to be directed to your retention office Okay, so that's a little bit different than the Army side because our education office, they do both. Yes, they do both on the Army side. So it's a so much different. information. In the retention office, um, I actually will help members with their um, Chapter 1606, which okay. is the Montgomery GI Bill yeah. Selected Reserve. Um, and, you know, I get to, I have the opportunity to also look into seeing if the member has the Chapter 30, which is the active duty GI Bill. And, um, I help individuals 
in my office with transferring their benefits to Chapter 33 or the post 9-11. So because National Guard, I'm in the reserve, so I, I get confused about this, but National Guard is allowed to use either the reserve GI Bill or the post 9-11 GI Bill, depending on if they have any active time that counts towards them. That is correct. Okay. I was just, we, we're the same. So I was like, I don't know if this is right. Education is too hard. Well, I mean, not educa- education is also hard, but the benefit, learning about all the intricacies is And a lot of the uh, great times, especially when uh, retention has um, a schedule during yeah. drill. And obviously, as you know, yes. drill is crazy. Crazy. So um, I, I let members know and I, I, I put it out there, especially when they're reaching out to me via email, that va.gov slash education right. is Definitely going to have a lot of those answers for them. Yes. Um, you could also talk to them. Their customer service is spectacular. Yes. So. Call your VA education office if you do have GI Bill questions about specifically to your own qualifications. Especially when it's out range to um, I, I have a, a number of members that served in all types of branches. Right. And they have a ton of different GI Bill benefits that I've never even heard of because they've had benefits right. well, way and if back when. Well, they've been in multiple services. <laughs> Most definitely. Like that, yeah, They'll be able to break that down and then help that out, um, that member along um, with getting some money and that way they could continue their education. Yeah, awesome. The, the one thing I always would say to any any young soldier or any soldier or airman listening to this uh just ask honestly yes. do not be afraid to just ask the question when it comes to education benefits because the more you know the better and you'll be surprised if, at how many people how many service members don't understand at all mm-hmm. what type of benefits they have uh, available to them uh i will say i will try to link as many of these pages and websites and uh, information documents in the show notes as possible because it is it's a lot of information the grant that we're talking about is just as applicable to the army national guard and we've sergeant evans and i have been working with ellie may woodall on the army side and okay. she's also very knowledgeable about the grant awesome yeah no ellie may is fantastic um i know she's been working on this for a while as well so no, it's, it's new, I think, to the Guard. A state benefit has been lacking for a long time, and it finally passed. And I, I, I imagine it helps you guys out now that you're able to go to a, a kid and say, hey, we have a we can get you this far, and we can also get you right to here kind of thing. Yeah, we're definitely excited about that. That's definitely a, uh, uh, an eye-catcher, an ear-catcher for anyone. You know, when you're telling a high school student, hey, you know, you don't have to worry about you know, your education being paid for, we got you. That's awesome to be able to tell somebody that. And I mean, we were able to do that before, but you'd have to really jump through, do all sorts of hula hoops and things like that to, to get there. But now we can we can all stay in confidence that every member that joins our service is going to be taken care of that way for education. Awesome. I just wanted to mention that the funding for the Federal Tuition Assistance Program is not going to be available until 1 October. Okay. But members are eligible to start updating their profiles through the Air Force Virtual Education Center um, and uploading their education goals so that we can get them pre-approved for when that funding is available. And um, that'll probably yeah. be very similar to like the Go Army Ed. Yes. Probably a little more user-friendly than Go Army Ed. Ignite been, Ed is the new one, isn't yeah, it? I don't know. So. So when a member goes to to start the process, they go into the Air Force Virtual Education Center, or AFVEC, from the Air Force portal, and they might need their initial counseling done before a lot of the error messages go away. So they can always reach out to me at 253-512-3324, 
or Sergeant Evans at extension 3325 if, if they need help um, getting their initial counseling out of the way so they can proceed with their profile. Everything on their profile needs to be pristine for the process to move forward. Awesome, I'll put those numbers in the show notes as well. Um, I don't have anything else. Did we miss anything? Uh, yes, actually, we have like uh, we have a uh, Instagram page and a Facebook page. Yes, that is awesome. We right follow now. your Instagram; it's really good. It is really good. We have a we have a great <laughs> we 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 have a great media team right now. Yeah. Um, Berg, she's uh, uh, kind of spearheading that right now, um, and then we have a. Uh, 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 an editor right now she's actually a recruiter she's waiting to go to tech school but in the meantime she's helping edit videos things like that they're doing a fantastic job yeah and, they really do a um, great job it's all, all you gotta do is really you know um hop on facebook search for washington air national guard it'll pop up same thing with instagram washington national guard um yeah right i think now, on instagram right it's like wang recruiting pnw oh, i'm so good <laughs> she got yeah. it wow that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome I am the Instagram, but I will person. I will say the the video that uh, had the Rivera in it that was a pretty good video too the the patch one that was pretty oh good. yeah I like some of those videos have been pretty legit lately and I like the like um, female fr Friday Wednesday Wednesday yes. women who serve Wednesday yep. I like that and then you guys do some other kind of thing too I. It's, it's good. I like it. Yeah, it's a great program. And yeah, <laughs> like, follow, share. It's it's a uh, it's awesome, and we're excited about it, and there's going to be a lot of good content coming up. Yeah, awesome. And I had just a few more differences yes. between the scholarship that no longer exists. Let's reemphasize that the scholarship and does the new, not exist And anymore. the new grant with a very long name. <laughs> um, the scholarship had state finance pay the member directly through the mail, the new grant, the Washington Student Achievement Council pays the member school directly, and then the school distributes funds as needed. And that includes if the member is due some sort of uh, refund for anything, like maybe they paid for stuff ahead of time that the grant would cover, the school would distribute the funds back to the member in that case. Um, the scholarship and grant are both first come, first serve right now. That can change down the road if we need to prioritize, but um, right now, if People get their applications in early, then the um, Washington State Washington Student Achievement Council can process their application and release those funds. Um, the scholarship was available for master's degrees, but the grant is not. The grant only goes up to a bachelor's, and if you already have one, then you do not qualify for the grant. It also will not pay for a duplicate associates. Um, so it automatically sort of disqualifies Air Force officers, but not Army warrant officers who don't have all those degrees yet. Right now we have a couple airmen going through the process now and it seems to be going well, so we're just checking out how it flows and looking for feedback from everybody and uh, questions on any questions they might have about it. But the tuition assistance does go to master's degree. Indeed it does, okay. and officers uh, qualify for that as well. An officer will get a four-year service obligation, yep. and enlisted don't really incur a service obligation. They just have to be in good standing throughout the duration of their schooling that the military is paying for. And the GI Bill comes with a obligation as well. No, only if you delegate your post-9-11 down, then it comes with an obligation. Correct, yes. Okay. 
the grant comes with a one-year obligation okay. following their last course. Okay. Awesome. All right. Do you guys have anything else that we missed? No, ma'am. All right. On the recruiting side, if anyone is interested with joining the Washington Air National Guard, yep. our phone number is 253-448-1663. They'll get you over to me, Mass Sergeant Jonathan Rivera, and I'll hook you up with one of our great youth recruiters in our office that's going to help you along with our process all right i'll add that phone number to the show notes and then also if you guys uh message the washington national guard facebook page which we get lots of messages for all the time we will always point you in the right direction 